I mean, I'm sure he'll probably share some of it tonight, but his testimony is growing up in Hollywood, you know, growing up um, and not just someone living in Hollywood hoping to make it. I'm talking living in Hollywood and making it. But there comes a point that the call of God upon your life becomes greater than any sort of dream or vocation. And uh, so now living in Nashville, him and his wife, and of course, has uh, with their children and, and now planning a church. And, and I believe that it'll be a great night and a great opportunity for us to be blessed by having Pastor Todd Coconado here with us. He's been with us before. He was again with us last night. So do us, do, do, us, do him a favor, all of us, right? And those of you that are watching, and welcome to the River Tampa Bay Church. The stand tonight, Pastor Todd Coconado, all the way from Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you. Thank you, worship team, too. Wow. Well, it is such a pleasure and honor to be here with you tonight. As Pastor Alan said, my name is Pastor Todd, and I absolutely love Pastor Rodney. He is, how many love Pastors Rodney and Adonica? Listen, I'm going to tell you guys something about these two. We, we preach all over the country, and you don't meet pastors like Pastor Rodney and Pastor Donica, and you don't find churches like the River Church. I'm just letting you know. There are some out there, but not quite like the River. I'm just being real with you. So every time I come to the River, it's a refreshing for me. It's a, and, and by the way, a lot of my preacher friends and evangelist friends, the same thing. We come here and get refreshed. I want you to know you're part of something here where God is doing something. He's sending out people. He's refreshing evangelists and preachers and people that come here. So how many know it's never a normal night? You got to come expectant. Because what, this is like a hub, right? And what's happening is people are coming in with the anointing of the Spirit of God, and they're stepping into the river of living water. Amen. So this is a hub. So think about that. Never come and get tired. Come here expectant. So who's here expectant right now? Online, are you expectant? Are you expecting something? I'm going to tell you, I had a word that I was going to speak here, and I was all ready, and the Lord had me up to like 2 o'clock last night, and uh, he had something different. How many have had something like that happen? So I think this is a now word. I'm going to talk a little bit about my testimony. Before that we do that, let's just go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this time where we get to get in your word tonight. And Lord, you've already moved in a powerful way tonight, Lord, but I believe there's something in store, something that you're going to do, something fresh, something new. And Lord, I just pray that we would have ears to hear. We would have eyes to see. Lord God, that you would create in us a clean heart, renew a right spirit. Father God, that we would hunger and thirst for righteousness, that you give us an unction of your Holy Spirit, that you'd sanctify me, and you'd use me as a vessel to give this word tonight. And so we just thank you in the name of Jesus. How many said amen? Amen. 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 Look at your neighbor and say, a place of victory. A place of victory. What do I mean by that? Well, I've been going around the country, like I said, preaching, that's what evangelists do, and I've met a lot of Christians with their heads down recently. How many of you have ever seen this discouraged? Look at the world, look what's going on. Look at the political environment, look at the things that are happening, so many egregious things that are happening. Pastor is one of the few pastors in the country that actually talks about these things, addresses them head on, because how many know this is a spiritual battle that we're in? The battle is not against flesh and blood, it's against strongholds and principalities. And yet there's a lot of preachers in today's world that aren't addressing the big, the big elephant in the room. This stuff is demonic. 
that we're seeing going out there. A boy can be a girl, a girl can be a boy. All this nonsense that they're telling us now. But yet people are accepting this. Even in the Christian community, how many know there's, a, there's even discussions in the Christian world where people are saying, well, if we just, you know. And so I came from Hollywood and I'm, I don't know if you guys have those pictures. Do you have them here? We'll just show a few because Pastor mentioned it last night if you guys have them. Uh, do you guys know who this is? Nick Carter. His brother just passed away, actually. Uh, really crazy situation, right? So uh, that's me back in the day. I kind of look pretty much the same, right? <laughs> uh, let's go to the next one. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, yeah, there's Sybil Shepherd. You guys might not know who that is, but she was big in her day. Uh, go to the next one. What else we got here? Oh, look, this is before he was a Power Ranger, or was not Power Ranger, uh, Avenger. That's right there. That's the guy with the eyes and the Avengers. I don't know if you've seen him. Um, old school, old school. This is back in the day. Anyway, there's a lot of different pictures, but I just wanted to show you me back in the day in Hollywood. Um, you know, that was my stomping ground, you know, and my mom moved me out there. My parents moved out there, but uh, I was like eight years old, got me involved in Hollywood. And so from a young age, I partied with, I hung out with young Hollywood actors and models and people in Hollywood. And it's a whole crazy world where there's so many different things going on there. And I know we hear bits and pieces of it, but what I found is that there's a lot of emptiness, a lot of brokenness. You think that these people have found success. They're some of the most miserable, most insecure people you'll ever meet in your life. Many of them are addicted. Uh, and so the enemy has tried to uh, just push a lie on our culture. And how many know that if you travel around the world, you see that the people watch American movies in all these other countries. And so we've sent this out around the world. We've sent out the, the muck and the mire and all the garbage that's been produced through Hollywood for many years and influenced a lot of the world. And a large portion of this is because a lot of Christians kind of went in the four walls and the church didn't speak out on a lot of issues and a lot of the church tried to start being like the world instead of being the head and not the tail. How many know that? And then what we're seeing right now is a big disruption. Thank God. See that the stand, that means something to a preacher that's coming here and visiting right now. Why? Because this church was willing to stand and this body was willing to stand. And there's something about standing that breaks the back of the enemy because he wants us to cave and capitulate and cower and back down. But the church is what has the authority. That's why they tried to close down the church. I mean, we all talk about this, but you know, the Walmarts and the Targets and, the, and even the strip clubs and the, and, the, and the marijuana dispensaries, and a lot of these places were open, but there was, you know, you didn't hear about like a Buddhist temple having any issues. Did anybody hear about that? Or any of these other, you know, places that, what, what did you hear about? The church. Because the, the people, the powers that be, the, 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 whatever you want to call them, the shadow, you know, puppet master people behind the scene, they know that if the church walks in the authority and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. The church has the authority to pull down strongholds in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn. I want to talk about something very important today in Matthew. It's the parable of the sower. I'm sorry, the parable. You know what? They, they cut off my notes here. Let me pull it from my phone. Um, it's the parable of the builder. It's called the parable of the builder. How many of you guys have heard that parable before? 
the parable of the builder. So I'm going to explain this and why this is so important. I believe if you, if you grasp this today, it's going to be a game changer and you're going to come from a position of strength. You're going to come from a position of victory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? It's cut off here too. Give me one second here. I'll pull it up right here. How many of you already know where it is in Matthew? Anybody? Matthew 7, 24. Matthew 7, 24. It says this. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall, because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. Continuing in verse 28, it says, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority, say authority, authority. and not as the teachers of the law. There's, there's a, a religious spirit, there's modern day Pharisees, there's people that are, that are masquerading, but what does the Lord say? Depart from me, workers of iniquity, I never knew you. He's looking for a people who actually have an active prayer life, who are willing to inquire of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. He's looking for a people that are willing to, to, to die to their flesh daily to walk in holiness and purity, purity and righteousness and consecration and to come out from among them. He's looking for a people that will literally come out of the Babylon system of this world. That's what Hollywood is. I'm going to tell you, those, those celebrities and the people out there, they're, they're built on, they're like the person that has the, the, the sand. They're not built on the solid rock. They're not built on the firm foundation. And so how many times have we seen over the years somebody go up and they're, they're well known, they, you know, they, they look like they got it all together, everything's going great, they're like a celebrity according to the world standards, and then what happens? They get addicted to drugs and alcohol, they have something happen in their life, and many times they don't even make it and they die. Have you seen this? They're not built on the solid rock. Now, we're in a time when standing is going to become one of the most important, critical, crucial, and important things for a believer in Christ. Not just now, but going to where we're going to go. Because a lot of people say to me, Pastor Todd, when is normal going to come back? And I look and I say, never. In fact, we don't even want what you're calling. If you're calling the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s normal, you're missing the point of what God's doing right now. Because he's coming back for a church without spot nor wrinkle. He's coming back for a people of God that are willing to stand even when there's a cost. He's coming back for a people that are going to be into his word because why? Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. He wants us to be lovers of the word, doers of the word. To know the word, to know the authority that we have in Jesus Christ, to know our identity in Jesus Christ. The problem, the reason why so many of these people fail and, and falter and, and their lives become a mess is because they don't know their identity. 
or their identity is not built on anything of substance. And I'm going to tell you, there's even churches that it's like level one, I call it level one. It's like you're barely, you know, you're, you're kind of learning, but it's like more motivational, if you know what I'm talking about. And it's like, I'm not saying that motivation is bad or anything like that, but as a Christian, every season, we want to be going deeper in our walk. We want to be going deeper in our faith. We want, God is taking us from glory to glory. See, a lot of times we'll see somebody like Pastor where he's at right now, and you, and you see what I call the glory, but you don't know the story. If you're walking in the anointing, it's because there's been a cost. There's been a price that's been paid. Where you, you've been through seasons and times and situations that tested your faith. See, a lot of times you look and, you, and preachers, you know, and I, I'm sorry, I repent about this for, for all preachers on behalf of them, but you think a preacher is like perfect or has it all figured out? No, not even close. I'm far from perfect. But what happened was there was a point when the Lord called me, and I'm going to share a little bit about my testimony, but, you know, when I was in Hollywood and I started partying and going deeper and thinking this was who I was because my identity at that time was in, you know, the friends the clubs, the scene, you know, being, you know, having people like, look at me, ooh, look at me, you know, and that we're in a look at me generation right now. And all you got to do is go on Instagram. Everybody's like, look at me, right? You know, look at everybody's life looks so perfect, right? Because people put their best foot forward. Social media, that's what, you know, you see it. So we sit here and we compare and we look at other people's lives and, and, we, and we don't, you know, we have this whole story and a lot of things people don't even know about us. They don't know that our families had, you know, messed up situations and, you know, all this embarrassing stuff and things that we don't talk about. And we think we're the only one. No, you're not. Are you here? Listen, for 24 years now, I've had people come into my office and, and you, the most put together people, the wealthiest people, the most put together people, they come in the, and, my, and they close the door and they start sharing about their situation and it's like, you're like, wow, I had no clue that this guy went through that. I had no clue that's their story. But the thing is, is because some people are just better at putting on the poker face and making it look like, you know, they didn't go through something or they didn't have that. But I'm going to tell you, it's so many people have been molested. So many people have had abusive parents or fathers or that are alcoholics or had, you know, abortions, maybe even more than one. So many people have gone through, in this generation, I'm just telling you right now, and if you haven't, praise God. But if you're, if, you're, if you're someone that's called to the ministry, and how many know we all are called to the Great Commission? It's all about souls. And so if, if you're going to be going out and casting out and driving out the Greek word ekbalo, if that's what you're going to do, and that's what the Lord says when he gives us the Great Commission, every single one of us has been given the Great Commission. It's not just for fivefold ministry preachers and prophets and evangelists and teachers. No, it's for everybody. Because the, the answer for everything that's going on is Jesus. The hurting, the brokenness, I've never seen in all the years of ministry, so many people reaching out in emails, long emails, and I try to read as many as I get, but so many, and, and long stories, and, and, and just, and, and so like I said, people have been having their heads down, and, and just feeling defeated, and when, when the COVID situation happened, and all the things that have happened since then, you know, people have been coming to me, pastor, where is God, why isn't he answering? Well, often the teacher's most quiet during the test,
But the thing is, God has never stepped down from the throne. He's never stepped down from a place. We have always, including no matter what the situation in our world, have always operated from a place of victory if we understand our identity in Jesus. And so there's a scripture in 1 John. If you've got your Bible, you can turn there real quick. 1 John 5, 4. It says, For everyone who has been born of God, born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. How many know without faith it's impossible to please God? But with the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. And so God, God wants us to be a people of faith. Faith without works is dead though, right? He wants us to show up. He wants us to, to understand our identity in Jesus. That's why if you look at where the attack is on the young people today, it's on the identity. The devil's coming after the identity. Have you noticed this? I mean, I, I follow, you know, percentages and the Barna research and all that. And, you know, I have a radio show and things like that. So we, we talk about statistics and things like that. And it went from like 2% to like 14% in certain, certain age groups of people who are now confused with, with regard to gender and, and who they are. And it continues to go up. Why? You know why? Because they're evangelizing. The demonic and those that are operating in it are evangelizing and they're going after the younger generation. Why? Because they know that that generation is going to grow up soon and they're going to be the ones that are in positions of power. And so if you're in here and you're a young person, listen up because you're called for a time as this. It's not a mistake that you're alive if you're watching online. It's not a mistake that you're alive in this hour. God didn't make a mistake in bringing you into the world at this time. He's called you for a time as this. Many are called, but few are chosen. He's called you to anoint you in this hour, but here's what we have to have. We have to have tenacity and stick to itness, and we have to be planted on the solid rock. The firm foundation is what's going to get us through. And as much as I get involved politically when I need to, and I get involved in every area of society because the church is meant to be the head and not the tail, I'm going to tell you right now, the firm foundation, the solid rock is Jesus Christ, the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. And you can't fake the anointing. And you can't fake being in the presence of God. Some people have talent, but they don't have the anointing. How many know that? You can have a real art. I've seen people demonically anointed. Have you seen this? Really good speakers. They'll catch your attention. They'll make you feel something. But test the spirits. Is it the spirit of living God? Is it the Holy Spirit? So we have to be asking ourselves, what's the spirit behind this? Everything. One of the most important things that believers can have in this hour is discernment. We've got to be able to discern. You know, Pastor and I, we were watching some things earlier today with the AI and all the new, you know, videos that they can make it look like you're there, you're not even there. They got chatbots and all these different things. We're, you got to, I mean, he said this word, but it was so profound. We're going to have to really have the wisdom and discernment and the spirit of living God to be able to understand what's real and what's not. Because it's going to get even crazier as we go forward. And so, you know, the, the thing about Hollywood, which always kind of was interesting to me, you know, if you think about the progression of history, how many in here like history? Do you like history? Oh, well, that's a lot of people. Okay. Well, I always say this, the, the smart man learns from his own mistakes. The wise man learns from others' mistakes. 
You know, history tends to repeat itself. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. And so if we see the patterns and we look into history and we see some of the things that have happened, but one of the most interesting things is like back in the day, it used to be like the kings, you know, and like maybe like, you know, the Rockefeller or whoever, you know, Getty Oil. Those were the well-known people of society because there was no TV and there was no movies. So just follow me on this progression because it's really interesting, Okay. So, you know, for many, many, many generations, that was who it was. It was somebody who was a speaker. Maybe they'd go around and there'd be, you know, people would kind of gossip about them. And so people would know who they were, the kings. You knew who the kings were. You knew who Caesar was, obviously, right? And then, and then over the years, what happened? Then the radio came out. And then there were certain personalities that were on the radio. That was a whole new era. Do you know that people used to sit around? They used to listen to the radio. That was like, you know, and that was a big deal. It's kind of crazy now, right? And then, and then, of course, television comes along. And then you're introduced to celebrity. And, and when I was younger, you know, I'm in my 40s now, but when I was younger, you know, it was like, you know, the news was like only a couple of different, you know, outlets. I'm dating myself right now. But, you know, then there was the introduction of 24-hour news. It was like a big deal, right? You know, CNN came out first. And then like some of these other ones, and all of a sudden you got, you know, 24-hour news and they would report on the war in the Gulf, and we're like, wow, they're like at the, you know, at the war report. It was like a big deal, you know? But celebrity, you know, that, that, that was it. So when I was growing up, you know, celebrities were kind of made idols. And how many know the, the word of God says, there shall be no other gods before me. But our culture and around the world started making idols of man in mass because of celebrity. And so think of the progression. First it was the kings and the, and the queens and just you know, people that were, and then all of a sudden they're on the radio and then there's television and then there's movies. And pretty soon you got this whole celebrity class of people. And, the, and these are like the influencers of that, of that time, like the 80s and the 90s. And, and they would come out and say things. And what happened? Our society would be like, ooh, that's, that's celebrity. You know, they wear that brand or they say this is cool. And so what happened is the enemy tried to take what was meant for the church to be the influencer in the head and not the tail. And what happened was he used this celebrity infiltration of making idols of man. And so for many, many years, and unfortunately there wasn't a lot of people, there was some, but not enough in the body of Christ that was speaking out against these things because we kind of went into the four walls. Now there's been evangelists like Pastor Rodney and Adonica that have been out there speaking truth for years but I'm speaking as a whole in the greater body, right? A good portion of the church went into the four walls. And I remember when I got saved out of Hollywood, it was a radical thing because I got stabbed. How many, has anybody here heard my testimony before? I got stabbed nine times, one in the heart at the age of 23. That'll get your attention, right? Oh yeah. So when that happened, I went into the presence of God. And if you want to watch my full testimony, it's on my YouTube and on my, you know, my channels on social media. But I went into the presence of God, on, and the guy that stabbed me actually picked me up and brought me to the hospital. If, if, if he didn't do that, I would have died. So here's this guy partying in Hollywood. I had a great you know, life according to the world. You know, and a, and a, but my house is built on the, on the sand on the shaky foundation. There's no foundation. And it gets to a precipice or, you know, kind of like a apex moment where I get stabbed nine times, one in the heart, and I go into the presence of God. The guy's driving me to the hospital. I'm on the way in the car. He took my vehicle, by the way. 
put me in the back seat, and he's got his girlfriend in the front, him, and they're driving. So I'm looking at the guy that stabbed me and the girlfriend, and, and I'm on my way to the hospital, and I'm dying. And I go into the presence of the Lord. I can't explain anything else. It was like my Isaiah chapter 6 moment where it's like I saw the Lord seated on the throne and the train of his robe filled the temple. I, the only thing you can do when you're in the presence of the Lord is be like Isaiah and say, send me. Because God is so holy and so real. And so he's so real to me because I experienced this and I will never forget what I experienced. And so he asked me, do you know, do you want to live or do you want to die? I said, well, I want to live. He says, well, if you live, there's two things. Number one, you got to tell the people that I'm real. And number two, you got to be on fire for me for the rest of your life. So I said, yes, Lord. When I said, yes, Lord, boom, I wake up, I'm in the hospital and the lady's looking down at me and she's like, you should not be alive. We had somebody that was stabbed three times and they died. You got stabbed nine times, one in the heart, and you're alive. You're a miracle. I knew it was a miracle. Now that was probably one of the most tragic things that happened in my life, but the Lord has turned that around for his glory and he's using it for his glory because you know what? I've had to hold to what I promised God to stay on fire and to tell the people that he's real. So guess what guys? God is real. Yeah. He's alive. This is the situation. This is the reality of our world. Thank you for following this, this storyline because I'm kind of a little bit all over here, but I, you got to hear this. So, so, the, so the celebrities then became, you know, like these idols and for years. And then what happened is that then social media came out. And so, you know, when I was younger, it was like about the celebrities and all that stuff. And then what happens is social media comes out and now anybody can be out there and you can know how many of you know people that are influencers or people that you might follow or things like and then they're not all bad some of them are good but i'm just saying is that you don't even need to have a studio or an agent or a manager like i had now i mean justin bieber was discovered on like singing on i think on youtube i know his mom you know i mean it was like you know everything's disrupted right and what's happened is the enemy has used this and also the Lord is using it, and we'll get to that in a minute, but the enemy is using it to make people confused about their identity because he wants you to be built on the shaky ground. And so there's a battle for your soul. There's a battle for your mind. There's a battle for your identity. And that's happening, especially with the young people right now. So that's what's playing out right now is this battle for our identity. And so what's happened is the Lord has used COVID and these other situations in recent years to shake the church. And at first, a lot of people thought maybe there could be a political solution. You know, if this person just gets in, and so, you know, we were all about it and everybody was trying to, you know, if this just happens and this just happens, and then, and then what happened? Wah, wah. It's not a political solution. It has to be the church. And so the spotlight has gone to the church. And things have been shaken. And there needs to be an understanding that we can't grow weary in doing good. We have to stand on the promises of God, which are yes and amen, hope in the future. Nothing that he spoke over our lives is outdated or incorrect or not true according to the word of God. If the word of God said it, it's the truth. It's who you are. It's who I am. 
Our identity isn't about following some celebrity in Hollywood. That's been completely disrupted. That whole, they can barely even have a big blockbuster. I mean, I think they have like one in the theaters now, but it's like, you notice there's less and less because it's, it's just they're putting out nonsense. And, and now people are starting to see that, that, that the whole thing is like, it's like the Wizard of Oz. Like people are starting to see behind the curtain now. And they're like, I don't want to follow these people anymore. And there's been a disruption in the political world because we realize that, look, even both parties, I'm not saying, you know, look, I, I take my stand. You can follow me and see what I say on social media, things like that. But bottom line is that there's corrupt people on both sides. And there's corrupt agendas on both sides. And there's been, I've been in rooms where politicians have promised me and a bunch of pastors, they're going to do a bunch of things. And then I see them just signing on this bill with the Defense for Marriage Act. I call them up. What happened? Because we hold them to account. Oh, well, you know, that, you know, that, bunch of excuses. They're not built on the firm foundation. And so people are looking for hope. They're looking for truth. They're looking for authenticity. They're look, look, people have been burned in the church. I meet so many people. They say, well, I got burned in this church. I got burned in that. Look, I'm not saying it's always the church's fault because sometimes people walk around the spirit of offense. You know that? But there is stuff that's happened over the years. And that's because, again, we also made idols of pastors and preachers. Why? Because it, it, it's the human mind. It's, we, we, we have a propensity to do this. It's been going on since, I mean, think about it, the children of Israel. They made idols, right? We have a propensity to make idols. We look and we think, maybe this one's the answer. Maybe that one's the answer. And what God is wanting us to understand is who we are in Jesus Christ, that he's the answer. His spirit is the answer. The word of God is the sword. He wants us to walk in and literally shift the atmosphere. Why? Because we've spent time in the presence of the most high God. We're willing to be set apart. We're willing to walk in purity and holiness and righteousness and consecration. We're willing to pay the cost. See, the man that built his house on the solid rock, it might not have been as comfortable for him. He maybe had to go down to the water to, to bathe and, you know, had to bring stuff up. But, you know, the guy in the front, he thought it was easy because, you know, he on the sand and it was right here. The water was right here and he'd go take his bath and, you know, he even made it where the water came right into his house. It was super easy. But see, when the storm came, that's where the foundation matters. See, when everything is easy, how many of you have had some valley experiences in your life? Yeah. See, it's easy when you're on the mountaintop. And so that's why there's been this shaking is because all of a sudden, the churches were told, hey, you got to shut down. And they were saying, you, you're not essential you know, and, 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 how many, and, and how many people would probably go right back to shutting down like that today if it happened again? There's still people out there that would. But there's a separation of the wheat from the tares. There's a, now you see the generals. There's a shaking that's happened in the body of Christ. We're seeing now, clearly, and this is just the beginning, I believe. Because we're going to be going into a season where it's going to, there's going to be all kinds of things. But God is looking for a people that are willing to build on the solid rock, the foundation of Jesus Christ. That are willing to pay the cost. That are willing to pay the price. 
They're not going to grow weary in doing good. You know, understand that there's so many people, people say to me, Pastor, there's so many preachers. There's so many people out there. I feel like I have a call on my life, but who's going to listen to me? You start speaking the truth. Spend time in the secret place of the Most High. Feed your soul. Get into the Word. Have an active prayer life. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. Do what the Word of God says because it's a lamp unto our feet. Do what the Word of God says because it's the sword of the Spirit. Do it because in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and the Word became flesh. It's living. People are running to and fro and everybody wants a word. Have you noticed this? Now, I'm not against words and I'm definitely not against prophecy, but here's the thing. If you want a word, get into the word. Yes. Become, I've never seen a person that loves the word of God that's not successful. Never. I've never seen a person that loves the word of God fail in life. Because this is, I call it the basic instructions before leaving earth. How many, when you were in high school, would have loved a, an answer book to every single problem that you would ever possibly have? That's what the Bible is. It's an answer to every single problem that we will ever have. What did Jesus do when the devil tried to tempt him? Tempt him? He said, it is written. He started preaching the scripture. When you come into the storm, when the storm comes because you're founded on the solid rock and you know your identity in Jesus Christ, you will not be shaken, but you will be like the tree that's planted by the water. And, and here's the thing is I, I had to get, look, I'm telling you, I've been writing my testimony on things like that and there's things that have been coming up experiences and things from my childhood and things that I even forgot about. And there, there's, there's stuff. And there's people that have said things. There was people that said to me, you'll never be a preacher. You'll never be a pastor. They said, oh, you won't make any money. There's no money in that. These are lies from the pit of hell. I remember when I was praying for my wife and I was in Hollywood. Oh man, I was in Hollywood for a long time single. It wasn't easy, let me tell you. But my wife came, I had to import her from, from Wisconsin. How many know she's better than cheese? Thank God. She's amazing. But, but God, there was things that I didn't even know that God was blessing me with my, with my wife. But there was a time when I was praying and praying and praying, and I thought the Lord wasn't hearing, hearing my prayers. The devil wants to get in our ear and be like, oh, God doesn't hear your prayers. Where's your God, you know? And, and so the Christians are walking around with their heads down. Where is God? He's forgotten about me. He's not hearing my prayers. And then we hook into the negative words that people say. You're ugly. You're this. You're that. You're too short. You're too this. You're too that. That's what people love to lash out in their brokenness. And I've seen more families arguing over the last couple. I mean, and you get on social media, you see people arguing all over the place, right? People are lashing out in their brokenness. And so we have to know our identity in Jesus Christ. We have to know who we are and what we're capable of doing. Who we are and what we're capable of doing because we are the biggest threat. And, and it's not going to be a political answer. And it's not going to be any other type of answer other than a Jesus answer. And that's why the pastor here, Pastor Rodney, is so about souls. Because let me tell you something. If you make it about souls, the Lord will fund it. If, you make, if you're having a financial challenge in your life, you make it about souls. And of course, we, t we heard the message from Pastor Eric about reaping and sowing. But if you do that and you make it about souls and you make purpose about souls and you wake up in the morning and instead about your business, you say, Lord, how can I be about your business? 
What can I do to please you today, Lord? How can I be about your business today? And you shift the whole focus on life. And instead of poor me or I'm a victim, you operate from a place of victory. No matter what the situation, when the storms of life come, when the things that come against you and challenge you, and, and when you're in the middle of the worst situation, you start speaking words of life because life and death are in the power of the tongue. And you start in the middle of that situation when you're hurting, when you're down, when you're, when you're feeling discouraged, and you start speaking words of life. No, I am going to find my spouse in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. I am going to be able to purchase a car because the Lord is bringing a car my direction. In the name of Jesus, it's coming now. There is going to be a healing because, Lord, you say in your word, by your stripes there is healing. I am healed. I receive it in Jesus' name. You start speaking the words of life in the middle of the storm, but because you are founded on the solid rock of Jesus Christ, you come from a position of strength. You come from a position of victory. That's who you are. How many can say amen to that? Thank you, Jesus. Somebody's been listening to this, and, and, you know, it's just the priorities haven't been in the right place. I'm going to read another scripture real quick. John 16, 33, it says this. John 16, 33 says, I've told you these things, so in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The gates of hell will not prevail against you. What's meant for evil will be turned around for good. He's with you even until the end of the age. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Hallelujah. He's made you fearfully and wonderfully. His promises for you are yes and amen. Hope in the future. Shall I go on? Come on. This is the church, the church upon this rock. I will build my church, the solid foundation. That's what Christ said. He's coming back for a church without spot nor wrinkle. What does he want? He wants us to understand who we are and what we're capable of doing. Because if we catch that concept, there's nothing, nothing, nothing that can get in your way that will stop you as you move forward. It doesn't matter if a trial comes. It doesn't matter if a test comes. It doesn't matter what it is because you are built on the solid rock, the firm foundation. Hallelujah. Somebody said something about you. They were lashing out in their brokenness. It might even have been a demon speaking to you through somebody. If it's not in accordance to what the word of God says about you, cast it down. That's it. You say, well, pastor, you don't know what happened to me. You don't know what happened to me. Well, I may not know what happened to you. I've had some things happen to me. I could tell you stories about what went down in Hollywood that would blow your mind. I could tell you some of my lowest points in life that would probably blow your mind. And you could probably tell me some things that would blow my mind. But guess what? That's not who we are because we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb. And I'm going to tell you something else too. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to tell you something here. People say, well, how are we going to survive? Because things are going to get tougher and there's going to be persecution of the saints. And this is a generation. My gosh, some of you are young in here. You're going to be out there on the front lines. Somebody watching online, but here's the whole thing about this, okay? The Word of God says they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Yes. 
how many times have I gotten into a, in a position, and I'm going to tell you right now, if I would have come straight at it with the word right from the beginning, it wouldn't have been received. But I started telling my story and the journey and what God's did in my life. And even the most crazy, I mean, the person that you would never think would listen. You got stabbed nine times. Really? Yep. And I, I encountered God. God met me. And I was a sinner. I was messed up. I was on drugs and alcohol. I was in Hollywood. I was partying. I was a club kid. I was going to raves and undergrounds, and I was totally messed up. And then God got a hold of my life. He went after the one. He left the 99. I had an encounter, a Damascus Road encounter with the Lord, and it changed my life. And so when I start speaking the word of my testimony, ears start perking up, not because of me. On my best day of preaching, I can't make anything happen. But the Spirit of the living God in me hallelujah sets the captive free we see people healed set free delivered god is not done moving he's not done moving in america he's not done moving in the church he's not done moving in you it's not a mistake that we're alive in this hour the devil has been trying to come at us with depression with doubt with fear with anxiety i talk to a lot of people they say pastor i am anxious but the Bible says, do not be anxious for anything in all things in prayer and supplication, giving glory to God. The Bible also says, focus on what's pure, what's holy. You say, well, you shouldn't know the news. No, you can know the news. You can be a watchman on the wall. You can walk in the Issachar anointing of understanding and discerning the times. I think that's very important. But here's the thing about it. Don't focus on that. Keep your eyes on Jesus. When Peter was getting out of the boat to walk on that water. He was good for the first couple of seconds. He got out there, and then what happened? He started looking at his surroundings and the situation, and then he fell down. God wants us focused on Jesus, his word, what's true, what's pure, what's holy. We have the answer. The depression, all that stuff, that's a lying spirit. That's a demonic attack on you. The devil wants to oppress you, depress you cause you to feel unworthy, cause you to feel like you're a victim of your circumstance. What happened to you? You don't know what happened to me. You don't know what happened in my family. You don't know what happened. No, pastor, you don't understand what happened. I may not, but God does. And he's going to turn around whatever it was that happened to you, what happened to your family. He's going to turn around and make that your testimony. And that's what he says in the word of God. He says they're going to know by what the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. Your testimony is setting you up for the greatest comeback, not just in your life, but you're going to be able to preach to some other people and they're going to get set free and they're going to get healed. They're going to get delivered. Hallelujah. You're going to break them out of the bondage and the darkness and bring them into the light and life of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God wants you to have your breakthrough. He doesn't want you to be discouraged. He doesn't want you to have that fear. He doesn't want you to have that anxiety. He doesn't want you to feel less than or small or that you can't accomplish it because the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Hallelujah, Jesus. We have to understand who we are. Our, our foundation is on the solid rock. When we have this active prayer life, when we get into the word of God, when we understand what the anointing is, I'm going to tell you the anointing will take you places that you will never even imagine it'll take you. God opens doors. I'm telling you things. I, I, it's insane. I, mean, I looked at my wife. I said, how do, we, what, how do we get here? Not us. Nothing we did. 
I was in, we were in LA. I was pastoring with my family out there for, I think it was 17 years. We had the church in Chatsworth, which was like a stone's throw away from Hollywood. We used to have Bible studies in Hollywood. We had so many different testimonies over the years and things I could share with you, but I don't have time. And about three and a half years ago, the Lord says, go to Nashville. It's a long story, but I'll make it super short. So we move out to Nashville. My wife and I were in agreement. We had to leave the church. My parents followed after. You know, we're all out there now, even my wife's parents. And we get out there. There's a tornado. There's a, uh, a bombing in Nashville. You guys remember that? And then COVID hits. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm used to having in-person church services. I'm like the champ. I'm like, yes, in-service. Don't close down. And then we're sitting there. I don't even have a church. And we're in Nashville. What do you do? What are we doing here, God? I mean, literally, you can hear cows mooing. I'm a city boy, okay? My property, there's moo. You walk outside, there's like mooing going on, okay? <laughs> I'm t I was like from the concrete jungle, okay? This is crazy for me. In fact, when we moved out there, I said to my wife, we're in the world. We are in the middle of nowhere out here, but we're like on the edge of the city, you know? We get out there, though. God starts opening doors, I'm telling you, it's like, I mean, you would think when we have the, you know, there was things that happened in the, in the 17 years of having the church and God did many things, but we go out in the obedience of simply saying yes and following where the Lord was leading us. Hello, somebody needs to hear this. The obedience of simply saying yes and following where the Lord is leading you. And you go and you follow what the Lord says and we get out there and all of a sudden I'm getting calls from congressmen and calls from venues and people and conferences and they're like, will you come and speak? I mean, it was like, who, who is doing my marketing here? No one. We didn't hire anybody. It was the Holy Spirit. God said, we, listen, for the last three and a half years, I, there's barely a weekend that we've been home. You ask my wife. Every, there's something going on. I don't understand. It's like a miraculous thing what God has done. He sustained us. He took us into a whole new season. I've been walking more to the evangelist call than a pastor call. Because how many know you can operate in several gifts of, you don't even have to just operate in one of the fivefold. And so, you know, it's been a season of evangelism when we've seen people getting baptized in every ocean in the United States, when we've seen, you know, in these little metal tubs that we bring a certain plate and the lines are so long and people are getting delivered and set free and healed and delivered. And it's all the Lord. And now it's a new season and, and we're going to be planning a remnant revival center that's going to be affiliated with the river, by the way, out in Nashville. Hallelujah. But this is just the beginning, I'm telling you, and there's so much that God wants to do in and through you. But we have to show up and say, send me. We've got to overcome the attack on our identity in this hour. We've got to overcome the words that some people have spoke over us and the fear and the lies and the doubt and the hurt and the different things that people have said. And we have to go back to the purity. And God wants us, us to just press in. We don't want, you know, there's a scripture. I know Peter, I know Paul, but who are you? You don't want to be a who are you? How do you become the Peter and the Paul? Is that you have that true relationship with God. It's a two-way conversation that you have every single day of your life. You say, Lord, not just like, you know, going to him with a Santa list. Like, I want this, I want that, I want this. But it's the two-way. What do you want me to do, God? What can I do today? How can I be about your business? And something happens. It, it becomes, your whole life becomes about him and souls and kingdom dynamics and kingdom purposes. And then he takes you from glory to glory. That's where he starts opening more and more doors and, and things happen. Divine appointments, divine strategy. There's somebody in here that God has given you a vision, but there's been naysayers in your life. 
that have told you that's not going to happen, that you're never going to see that. Don't buy the lie. This is a, we're talking about the creator of all things. I got two more things to say and then we're done here. Two more things. Can you bear with me? Hallelujah. Thank you. You guys are champions. I'll tell you, there's a lot of churches that go around the country and they look at their clock, but you're not doing that. How many here are open to what the spirit of God says? Two more things here and we're done, okay? When everybody was thinking there was all these things that were going to happen in 2020, and, and recently I've been praying about this, and the Lord gave me something on this. I want to share this with you. I've only shared it one other time publicly. But you know, when Jesus came into the world, because he was the fulfillment of prophecy, he didn't come to abolish the law, he came to fulfill it. How many know that? So some people try to say like, oh, the Ten Commandments aren't still good. Yes, they are. Okay, so he just came to fulfill the law. And so we're, we're in the, you know, the new wineskin of the new covenant. He came, he fulfilled the law. He connected a, a broken, you know, sinful man back to a holy God. We don't have to do the sacrifices like they did back before Jesus. And so here's the thing about this, right? When he came, because of the prophecy, many people thought that he was going to come and overthrow the government structure that the people of Israel were under. Because even though they had the Sanhedrin and they had the Pharisees and there was Jewish law and Jewish leaders, they were actually under the overarching control of Rome. And Rome was persecuting, to some extent, Jewish people. And so they were under persecution light, which is like what I call what's happening in the Western world right now. Even though we're under persecution, it's not what's happening in North Korea or China. How many know that? Although it's getting that direction because there's a rise in the spirit of Antichrist. We'll get to that another time. But they came and they thought Jesus was going to come and he was going to overthrow Rome. It made sense because they knew that a savior was coming and he was going to come and set the captive free. And so in our finite human minds, that's what people thought would happen. Would make sense, right? But what did he do instead? He came. If he would have just come and overthrown Rome, there would have been another tyrannical government that only a few years later would have probably risen up again because like I said, history tends to repeat itself. But instead, what he did with Jesus, and then with Acts chapter 2 with the Holy Spirit of living God, is he came and he brought the eternal sacrificial lamb that would be a game changer for all time. That we would be able to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that we would be able to be do not only what Jesus did, but how many say greater things? Yes. Say it again, greater things. Yes. What he did was a game changer. It was way bigger than any human being could have ever thought in our finite mind about what was about to just happen. And right now, as we look at the situation in our world, and people say, where is God? Why are all these evil things happening? It looks like they're winning. It looks like all that. Well, I'm going to tell you, I've seen that a lot of times in my life. But here's the thing. It's a fixed fight. Satan is a fallen archangel. We are on the winning team. We serve the God of heaven and earth. His word remains the same. Nothing you have been through in your life will be wasted. Nothing. Everything that was meant for evil, if you receive who you are in Jesus Christ and you build it on the solid rock, the firm foundation, everything that God has meant for you, you step into that river of living water and you allow the Spirit of the Lord to lose you, He will take you to places you never imagined. He will bring you before people you could never imagine. He will use you for His glory because you showed up and you said yes. God is always working. He's always moving. He's always doing something. He's never out of resources. He's never lacking. He's never out of finances. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. 
He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way maker. Hallelujah. This is the God that we serve. And if we take this and we hold on to it and we make our foundation on the solid rock like the builder, and even though sometimes it's uncomfortable, and even though sometimes it seems like he's taking you out of your way, or there might not be the way that we expected it, or how we wanted it, or when we wanted it, but we're built on that solid rock. When the storms of life come, you will not be moved. You will not be shaken. And by the way, that builder ended up going, I think, over to, uh, to, the, to the man that built the solid rock house, right? Because his house had been wiped away. You're going to be a refuge, Jesus is a very present help in time of need. Build your house on the rock. Stay on the solid rock. Don't let the words that people spoke over your life take root if they weren't from the Lord. Know your identity in Jesus Christ. Be an overcomer and operate from a position of victory. Every time the storms of life come, remember you're standing in a position of strength. You're coming from a place of victory. God has called you for this hour. People look at the church. This is my last story that I was going to tell you. The other day I had this atheist and he was challenging me. You know, normally I don't get in back and forth, but it was just a God appointment. I said, I'm going I'm to engage this dude. And he started telling me, you got way more faith, man. Come on, you imaginary friend in the sky. Come on, right? And I said, well, dude, here's the thing. You're never going to convince me of what you're saying because I got stabbed nine times and I went in the presence of the Lord and my whole mission in life is to tell people that God is real and I'll never forget what could happen. So it's kind of done for me, you know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. He kept hitting me back with like all these, have you ever had somebody like that? It's just really persistent. He kept hitting me back with all these, but you didn't look at this and look at where they, and it's just sending me a bunch of nonsense. And so he sends me this whole thing, this like quantum theory which is basically like something came from nothing. It's like, you know, something can come from nothing. And it's like explaining why something can come from nothing. So I'm looking at it. I look at it. You know, I'm looking at what he sent me. And at the bottom it says, there has to be a force, though, that sets something into motion in order for something to come from nothing. (laughs) This is the theory he sent me. I can show it to you. I said, dude, you got way more faith than me. What's the force? I'll tell you what the force is. The living God said, let there be light. And there was light. You ever want to stump an atheist? Do that. He had no comeback. It was done. I believe the Lord's going to call this dude to ministry. I'm telling you right now. Think about what they believe. This is the reality. What we believe, this is reality of the world. And when we, when we take the kingdom dynamics and we apply them, there's not even a chance that you're going to lose. Not only are we going to win in this world, but we're going to rule and reign for all eternity with Jesus. Our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. By the way, we're just passing through in this world to live as Christ, to die as gain. Hallelujah. A position of strength position of victory. This is the church who we are. And the devil's worst nightmare is that the people of God understand who we are in Jesus Christ and we apply it and we walk it out. Lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. Start being a lover of the word. Do what the word of God says, the basic instructions before leaving earth and watch how your life, if you're in a challenging situation, I'm telling you right now, listen, I'm going to tell you this last thing and we're going to close. 
when I was praying for my wife, and I got real discouraged because I, this was like years. I was a preacher that was like single for years. I was known as like the Apostle Paul preacher. I was like, it was like, I started getting to the point where I was like, Lord, if this is what you want for my life, so be it, right? And that was it. There was one time, and I, I get into the, uh, and the worship team can come forward if you want, but I get into the, my truck in the front of the church, and I laid it down because it had become an idol in my life. See, all my cousins, I'm Italian, all my cousins had got married. You know, every, my, my, my littlest cousin was married before me, okay? I mean, it was like the one that I used to like rock, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was married but me. And I laid it down at the foot of the cross. And that day I said, Lord, whatever you want, I'm not gonna let this hold me back. I'm gonna serve you and I'm gonna make it about souls. I, we, I wept in my truck in front of the church. I wept. And there was a breakthrough that happened that day in the spirit. Because how, how many know that sometimes things have to happen in the spirit before they happen in the natural? Something shifted. Something changed. The atmosphere shifted. All of a sudden, what was an idol in my life was no longer an idol. There was freedom. Because the devil couldn't use that against me anymore. All the words that people spoke, you're this, you're that, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. No, I, I stepped into the river of living water in front of that church and I built my foundation that was soon to be for my family on the solid rock. And it was about three weeks later that I was out in public. I wasn't even in a church. I knew all these Christians everywhere. I'm a preacher. I'd go to different places, but it wasn't even there. It was actually, I was walking through a, a mall in Sherman Oaks, California. And my wife was folding clothes and I was waiting for my boss and I'm standing here next to this cute woman that's here. We start dialoguing. Little do I know she's a believer. And I got about a good half hour and I just about walked away. And I turned back and I said, are you dating anybody? Are you single? She says, no. I said, well, do you think we could go out sometime? Yes. She got my number. A few weeks later, we went out and the rest is history. And that's just one, one story. But every single promise that's been spoken over you, just lift up your hands right now. Every single promise. In fact, why don't we stand? Can you just stand up for a minute here? If you're watching online, just go ahead and stand. I, I just want to just receive this. I know it's getting late here tonight. I want you to receive the promise of the Lord over your life, which is yes and amen, hope in the future. I want you to understand that you come from a position of victory and a position of strength. I want you to understand that your house is built on the solid rock, the firm foundation. And when the storms of life come, and when the deep state or whoever it is tries to do crazy stuff in our world, and they try to touch the church again, don't touch the church like Pastor Rodney says. You are the church. The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You're the ecclesia. You're the body of Christ. And many in this room that are listening to this message online, you're going to be going out and you're fire starters. You don't even know what God's got ahead for you. And so receive the promise right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus and by the power of your Holy Spirit, we thank you, Father God. I just pray for a deep healing right now, a deep, deep healing of deep wounds, things that have been spoken over these precious saints, Lord God, maybe even family members, generational things, things that have, that have hindered them, have held them back. Somebody online, they're in a, a tough marriage right now and, and you're tired. Don't grow weary, saints. Don't grow weary in doing good. You're, you're standing in a place of victory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God. 
I just pray a fresh fire and a fresh anointing in this place right now in Jesus' name. On the hearts of the people of God in here, Lord Jesus. You're healing hearts right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. You're healing hearts right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. A deep healing. A deep healing, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. A fresh touch, Lord God, of your spirit. Renewing, recharging, strengthening us in our faith, Lord God. Let us go deeper in this hour, Lord God. Let us know, Lord, that you've called us for a time as this, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God. Just press in. We have just a few minutes left. Just press in right now, saints. Jesus, if you have your heavenly language, just start speaking in that right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Press in right now. Yes, God. Yes, your will. Yes, your way. I want to build my house on the solid rock, the firm foundation, God. All else is sinking sand. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Thank you, God. Just start, just start right now. And if somebody's speaking to you, the Lord is speaking to somebody in here about something that somebody said to you and as you've held on to it. I, I believe tonight is a freedom. God is wanting you to get rid of that. It has literally been holding you back because it's been playing in your head over and over again. If that's you, just come up here right now. There's, a, there's multiple, but I know at least one of you. Somebody said something to you and it's been, it's been playing over in your head and it's become your identity. God wants to free you. Come on, just come up forward right now if that's you. You're going to leave it at the altar today. Those words that have been spoke over your life. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Lay it down at the foot of the cross right now. I, I still believe there's a few more people. God's tugging on your heart right now. Come on, just come on. Release it tonight. Release those words because this is going to get you to the next season, the next level of where God wants to bring you. But he wants you to lay down the excess baggage tonight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody, a family member, a father, somebody says something and it hurts you. It hurts you and those words have been just taking root in your heart for years. They've been replaying and God said, that's never what I intended for you. It never. He says, I have a plan for your life. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just release it right now at the foot of the cross. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Just release it right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just release it right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Right now, in the name of Jesus, just release it. Tonight, tonight, freedom. Freedom in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. What he said was a lie from the pit of hell, and tonight there is freedom. Freedom in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Next level. New season. We just cast it down now in Jesus' name. Just release it right now. In Jesus' name, leave it at the foot of the cross. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yes. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, release, release, freedom. Those words are gone right now. Hallelujah. The Spirit is just moving on you, sister. Thank you, God. Just release it right now in Jesus' name. The hurt, the brokenness, the fear, the lie, the doubt. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 There's a deep wound, my friend. 
there's a deep wound the lord is cleaning it out and healing it right now in jesus name thank you god thank you god hallelujah there's a powerful anointing on you my sister thank you god thank you god god's about to take you to a whole nother season right now today something is changing in your life right now hallelujah jesus thank you god for victory thank you for freedom thank you god hallelujah jesus thank you god lord you have a powerful plan for this sister lord god we break the lies we break the lies that hurtful thing that's been said in the name of jesus thank you god hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus that tonight there's freedom freedom from the word that was spoken over her father god that pain that's been buried deep she's had to carry this weight for a long time and tonight you're saying it's left at the foot of the cross hallelujah just receive that right now jesus 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 there's something about your name lord jesus thank you god hallelujah jesus thank you for this man of god you're calling him into a whole new season a whole new territory there's an anointing on him lord that's going to break the yoke of bondage that's the power you're calling him for this generation he's going to be a voice hallelujah jesus words that he says are going to be taken seriously because there's an anointing on them because he's willing to go deeper in you thank you god thank you god hallelujah anybody else that's come up here that wants to get freedom something that was spoke over you don't don't leave this place tonight with excess baggage don't leave this place with excess baggage anybody i'm missing right now jesus jesus hallelujah 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 god is raising up evangelists he's raising up preachers in here i'm telling you if you knew the authority and the power in this room and what's going to happen in this generation you'd be shocked i'm telling you right now there's game changers in here by the power of the holy spirit i've seen this too many times i'm telling you there's game changers in here that have been called and there's been words that have spoken or doubt or fear that's hooked in release it today in the name of jesus i still feel like there's more yeah don't miss this opportunity because this is going to catapult you the next season not me the spirit of living god it's going to be left at the altar don't miss it in jesus name thank you god relieve the hurt anything that's been spoken in the name of jesus over this man of god lord we thank you that your word says who the sun sets free is free indeed i believe it's a new season thank you god thank you give them a fresh touch of your spirit a fresh touch of your spirit thank you god hallelujah anybody else anybody come on up sister thank you jesus hallelujah thank you lord thank you for your obedience thank you for your obedience jesus wants to just do a new thing in your life right now thank you lift up your hands yes yeah come on yes thank you god a new season if you're an intercessor here just go ahead put your hands forward start praying for this sister right now because there's big breakthrough that's happening here thank you god hallelujah jesus 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 it takes a lot for you to come up here sister people don't even know all of it thank you god new season fresh touch in the name of jesus healing healing heal her from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet heal her mind thank you god thank you lord hallelujah just bask in the presence of the lord my sister thank you jesus anybody else come on up come on up yep yeah. hallelujah thank you god thank you just lift up your hands my sister thank you jesus a brand new touch right now lord god from your throne room from your presence yes
Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Anybody else? Anybody else? There's a sweet presence in here right now. Thank you, Father God. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Just speak the name of Jesus, church. Just start saying his name. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray there be just an encouragement on every saint of God that's in earshot of this, whether they're here or online, just encouragement. Fill them to the top right now, Lord, with your spirit. Lord God, you've given us a mission. It's souls. You've told us to go and make disciples, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that we know that you are the one that's the author and the finisher. You're the alpha and the omega. You're the beginning and the end. And we have built our house upon you. And so we just say thank you for your spirit. Thank you for moving in our life. Thank you for moving in our hearts. Let us be consecrated. Let us be set apart. Let us be sold out for you, God. How many want to be sold out? Sold out. Sold out. Come on, just praise him. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Fresh fire. Fill him up, God. Fill him up. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. In Jesus' name. How many here say amen? Give him praise, church. Give him praise. Come on and shout to heaven right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Woo. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and sing and praise him right now. Come on.